podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012 Friday 15. We focus on Olympic sports for 15 minutes every Friday. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are going to talk volleyball today as the volleyball season is underway. We are in week two of the season, the 2021 season. I'm very excited about today's guest. Before we get to her, just real quick, a few notes on the Olympic sports around the Big 12. Soccer continues uh, this weekend, week three for soccer. TCU so far, a nice 4-0. and Texas Tech 4-0-1. Those are the only two Big 12 teams without a loss on the season. They sit atop the standings. Obviously, no conference games have been played yet, uh, but a lot of, lot, of, lot of soccer still to be played uh, this coming weekend. Cross country is underway. We're going to get some guests on to talk about cross country at some point in some of our Friday episodes. Men's and women's golf also getting started with some of their fall events right now. Equestrian coming up in October. So a lot of a lot of sports in the Big 12 underway, getting started. That we're going to be having to talk about over the next few weeks. So of course, make sure you are subscribed to the 1012 podcast. Uh, we have our regular Monday and Thursday episodes, and every Friday we will drop for you a 15-minute interview about the Olympic sports going on. So of course, we're talking volleyball today with Iowa State head coach Christy Johnson Lynch. Let's get to her. Time to talk a little bit of volleyball today. The season is on. We are heading into week two, and I'm very excited to be joined by the head coach of the Iowa State women's volleyball team, Coach Christy Johnson Lynch. Uh, Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Uh, just just to kick things off, like how are you feeling? It's week two. You know, we're we're kind of as as back to normal as we can be. How does it feel to be back out there coaching, having your team playing on a normal schedule? It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Uh, we played at home. We opened at home this past weekend, and you know we we get a pretty nice crowd, and to have a couple thousand people there again. And the energy, it just was phenomenal. You almost don't realize how much you miss it until, it, it, you know, they're back in there. So for us, this the having the crowd and all those people there was amazing. And um, feeling some normalcy for sure. I feel like there's still a little bit of uncertainty out there about how the fall will go. But um, it's a really good feeling to feel, you know, to know that we can kind of do what we what we love to do and what we want to be doing. And um 
it, it, you know, and maybe not have so much restrictions. I feel like we have a little bit more freedom to, um, to kind of do what we do and play and train, um, while still being careful, but, um, yeah, it's been a blast. It's felt really good. You mentioned the fans, you know, I, I, when I think of Iowa state, when we talk about football all the time, I have a fantastic fan base. They show up all the time. I'm always curious with some of the other sports. We know they're great with football. Like how well does the Iowa state fan base support the volleyball program? Really well, really well. Um, I think one night we had close to 2,500 and this other night, maybe 2,100 or something like that. So we're, we're probably on average about 2,500 a night. Um, but all the sports here really are well supported. Um, you know, our men's basketball team sells out or just about every night, yeah. our women's basketball team is usually top three in the country in attendance. Um, I think they get close to maybe eight or 9,000. So, um, you know, I think, I do think what's cool here is kind of in the middle of Iowa, people just love to, to come to sporting events. Um, and, and the women's sports in particular, you know, that's, uh, can be kind of unusual that. Um, the fan base is so great for, for really the women's sports here, just as much as the men's sports. So, um, it's a, it's a cool little college town. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, so your program, and let's dive into kind of the season, your program is known for defense. That's kind of what you, you built this program on. How, how has the defense looked so far through the first couple games of the season? Really, really good. I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, we've prided ourselves on our defense and, I've always felt like um, that is the ticket to beating maybe more physical teams or taller teams or, um, you know, really, really good physical teams is pass the ball well, have a great setter, play a lot of defense, keep the ball off the floor on our side until we can get a, a great set and a great swing. And that's what I've seen so far from us. I think our defense is really, really good. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of digs. I thought we also blocked pretty well and made it really difficult for our opponents to get kills. We held both teams over the past weekend to a really low hitting percentage. So um, I think it could be elite this year. I think it could be uh, what helps us compete at the highest level. You know, it's, it's going to start there for us, our first contact, our pass, our defense, and um, I'm loving the way it looks. Yeah, speaking of of setter, you have I believe four graduate transfers on the roster this year, including your starting setter Jaden Newsom, who kind of took over that starting spot uh, heading into this year. I mean, what has her impact been so far, and and what has the impact of being able to bring in the experience that that these four players have into the program? Yeah, the grad transfer thing is new for us. You know, we've not really ever done that, and it, a, a lot of things were happening with the extra COVID year and everything. So I think a lot of programs have done the same. And um, yeah, it's, it's just different bringing a transfer and who's already played maybe three or four, even four years in college. And um, that experience they bring with them is so, un so unusual compared to bringing in a, a, a freshman. Jaden's impact has been huge. Uh, she, she, like the way I see her, I think she just was waiting and ready for her time. You know, she's always kind of been competing and playing some, but really never had like a team to just take and run with um, until now. And she is really talented. She's a great athlete. Um, she really fits in well with kind of our system and how we like to run things. Um, she's very steady. You know, she's, she's not one that gets rattled. Uh, she's just kind of calm and steady. And um, if she just fits in really nicely with our, with our team. So uh, 
she is just getting better every week. You know, she, she sets maybe different than I train. So we're trying to kind of meld our two styles together, but I think we're figuring it out and she's really come on. I thought she played so well night two of the opening weekend and she just keeps getting better. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, COVID, we've got the, the super seniors across all sports as, as we refer to them. Um, you've got a lot of players who come back, especially on offense. All four of your scoring leaders from last season are back, including Holtos, um, Herrera, Hatch, and Anderson. Like, how does, obviously it's great to get people who are that talented back for another year who have that little experience, but how does that affect expectations for you guys as you're returning as much as you do? I don't think we have much expectations, you know, and I, I only say that because we struggled last year. Uh, we were okay in the fall, you know, that we were, you know, um, a, a decent team, a good team. And then we struggled in the spring. We had a lot of injuries. Um, our uh, great middle Candelaria uh, was home with the national team training for the Olympics all spring. So we were kind of down in the, in the spring and just kind of treated it like, um, what would have been a normal spring for us, you know, just uh, Hey, let's try to get better and try some people at different positions and kind of experiment. So um, I think we, the expectation is we're going to be a lot better. You know, we need to be a lot better. We're going to be a lot more competitive. And, um, and it's interesting because we return all these hitters, great hitters, but the two key positions that touch the ball so much setter and libero are grad transfers for us right now. That's who's starting in those spots. So while it's the same team for the most part, it has a totally different look. I, I feel like our team looks and has a totally different feel than it did even last year, um, which is weird because you think most of those players return from you know the same lineup, but it really has a different pace, a different feel, a different tempo to all of it, different even personality. Um, so I'm I think we're really enjoying it, and um, we're still figuring it out because again, new setter, new libero. There's a lot to figure out there, but. Um, it's fun. It's a little faster. We're running things a little bit faster than we did previous season. So our offense is just a little zippier to, to, to the pins. And um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. You mentioned um, Tendaleria Herrera, who was part of the Argentina team at the, at the Olympics. Uh, she's back now. I mean, how, what have you seen from her from before to now and how much that, that Olympic experience maybe affected her and, and it's helped her game? She's just playing at a whole nother level from last year. You know, when you see her block, when you see her approach, not just physically, like physically, I feel like she's touching higher than she's ever touched, jumping higher, blocking, you know, over the net more. Like physically, I see another level from her right now, but even mentally, like she's ready to kind of take off. She's ready to be a go-to hitter for us. She's always been good for us, but I don't know if she was our go-to attacker. She's ready to kind of get, you know, for, for us to feed her the ball. She's ready to see two blockers follow her everywhere she goes and try to figure out a way to get a kill. Um, you know, I think, I think the thing I worry about with her has been fatigue. You know, she's been going since January, February, training hard, high level, international volleyball, just got back from the Olympics, flew from Tokyo to Des Moines uh, up to campus. So no rest for her, you know, she's only had a few days, but, um, she seems to really be loving it, loving life back here and enjoying the team and, and enjoying maybe a new role for her, which is more expectations, you know, get the ball more. We need more blocks from you. We need a little bit more. She's serving really tough in her rotation, playing good defense, you know, just, we were hoping for more from her and, and she's delivering. 
Uh, you, as we, we mentioned, you had your first weekend last week, 2-0 and start to the season, uh, ever drank in Omaha. Now you're heading on the road to Penn State for, for three matches uh, against LSU, Penn, number 17 Penn State, and Oregon State this week, Friday and Saturday. You have a habit of scheduling really challenging in the non-conference. I mean, talk to me kind of about that, that philosophy and, and the impact you hope that it has on the team. Yeah, I think, you know, scheduling for, for at least D1 college volleyball, from what I know, is that you have to be really strategic and smart because RPI matters so much. Your computer ranking matters so much. So um, when we schedule, we try to just be just, you know, we want to get the best RPI we can. Of course, we want to win as many matches as we can, but we also want to play teams that are going to help us RPI wise. And that usually means a really tough schedule. I also like that. I feel like we've really been tested during preseason. So we know going into conference exactly where we're at. You know, we haven't been, um, we don't call kind of fall in love with ourselves because we think we're so good. We're beating up on all these teams that um, maybe aren't as challenging. Um, And we kind of have this idea of who we are and then we get to conference and we're, we were mistaken. (laughs) You know, we really know going into conference where we can be exposed and what to expect and what to work on. So um, that's what preseason for me is all about. You know, let's play a variety of teams, but a lot of them are going to be tough. Let's get exposed. Let's get beat if need be, because I want to see where we're at. And we we're trying, you know, this is a long season and it's not about, you know, who you are in September. So um, yeah, we'll go out there and play a very tough tournament. And I am, we are really fired up because we just feel like, uh, the way our, our block and defense is, we have uh, a great opportunity to go out there and just play some great volleyball and play some really competitive matches. I have to ask, conference realignment, the topic of the day for the Big 12 with Oklahoma and Texas leaving at some point soon. Obviously, with, with volleyball, Texas is you know one of the best programs in the country, great Big 12 program. Uh, all the talk is about football, but it has it, this is going to have such a huge impact on the Olympic sports, the non-football and men's basketball sports. I mean, what are your what's your view on this situation from from a volleyball perspective? Well, you know, those are conversations that we we've been having. And number one is I know nothing. <laughs> Let's just you know I don't know anything more than the average fan when I read the newspaper. You know, it's not like anyone's given us out the secrets. So we are a little bit alone for this ride as well. You know, we're not in those high level discussions. And, um, but I, I'm not worried personally, because I feel like one is I think that the leadership in the big 12 and the leadership at Iowa state, they're doing everything they can to put us in the best position. So I can sit back and just kind of relax there. Cause I feel like if anything good, you know, and whatever best position we're going to be in, they will get us there. So that part, I think we're, we're in a good spot. And Honestly, after that, for me, again, this is very, my very personal view, but, you know, I love it here so much that just go tell me who we got to play. You know, I, I, for me, you know, I have a family, I have two young kids, you know, we, we are so well supported here. If something changes, that's okay. Like I, you know, it's part of college athletics. It happened several years ago. Everybody remembers probably in what I think 2011 when, or 2010, whenever that was, whenever, you know, the conference kind of blew up and we still ended up in a, in a really good spot. So it, it does not cause me stress, honestly, because I love this place. I love the big 12, whatever happens, 
just tell me who we got to go play. You know, that support and love of, for me, of the university and the, the area and the fan base and all that stuff doesn't change. Um, some coaches may not feel like that at all and might have a totally different perspective, but that's my personal view on it is, um, you know, I'm not going to worry about something I can't control and uh, I will enjoy the things I really love about the Big 12 and, the, and Iowa State. It's a great mindset to have. It really is. Okay, let's get out of here with the, with a couple of just quick fire questions for you. Okay, number one, uh, who is the prankster on the team this season? Um, well, my husband is probably number one. He helps coach the program, <laughs> coach the team, Joe Lynch, and he's probably number one. But and then right behind him, I'd probably say Taylor Baranski, who is a a defensive player on our team, who's just a character and um, kind of got to watch out for. Uh, who's the most vocal player on the team? Uh, no question, our libero uh pops pop Shea is is what we call her uh you will never uh guess whose ball it is <laughs> she will yell and scream for it uh every time she plays it all right last one what is your go-to breakfast uh a green smoothie um it's either really healthy or like i'm on the run and give me like you know a candy bar i don't care but <laughs> it's kind of one extreme or the other <laughs> Very good. Very good. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Good luck to your ladies this weekend. Again, LSU, Penn State on Friday, Oregon State on Saturday. Two huge matchups and uh, and really just hope hope nothing but success for you girls this year. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Podcast Network.